The Athletics' Bruce Feldman has dropped a brand new 2023 NFL mock draft with a ton of inside information, which means Joe Marino and I are going to dive in headfirst on all of our surprising observations from the Intel Inside. You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins, and we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Joseph. Hi, Kyle Sif. Happy Bruce Feldman drops a mock day. National Bruce Feldman drops a mock draft day today on this Friday, March 31st. And I'm glad it came out today because if it came out tomorrow, yeah, you know, I, I am glad that April Fools is not on a weekday this week, this year, because trying to work in draft space with April Fools every year, something dumb comes across your timeline, and somebody that's way too big and should know better clicks retweet on it, and then mm-hmm. everybody goes down the rabbit hole, and then that person has to go sit in Twitter timeout for twelve hours and. I'm just glad we get to avoid the whole nonsense this year. Yeah, big fan of that. Um, I am excited for this mock draft. This is one that I was excited to see come across the Twitter timeline. Um, that's always one I'm clicking on, Bruce Feldman. And the mock well draft, connected. It, it just didn't disappoint. There's so much in here that I thought was really logical and some scenarios that I hadn't considered. So let's have a conversation about some of those big standouts, Kyle. And yes. The recent reports this past week, and we're starting with the Carolina Panthers at one. We're not going to work through every pick. We're going to work through you know some of the big the standouts. standouts. But, but I do think at number one, it's an, important to note that this week there was some reports that came out that said Carolina's lasered in on two players, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And okay. that's unsurprising. That's kind of the, yeah. uh, so the two we, talk- we thought the why whole we time. about this pick? Yeah. Well, <laughs> he has them going C.J. Stroud, which I think is the leader in the clubhouse. Um, okay. I went on Charlotte radio, talked all about my thoughts on Stroud and young. Do you have any high level thoughts here to kind of get this started? Cause I know there's a lot of Carolina Panthers fans that are very interested in the draft based on this big move. And right. what are your general thoughts on it? I think CJ Stroud is the right pick. I think CJ Stroud's style of play is a direct reflection of what NFL quarterbacking looks like. And I understand we do this thing with Ohio State helmets every time a quarterback's in the draft, but, like, just watch the film. Just watch the film. As a pocket passer who has tremendous accuracy and touch down the field, um, he's maybe not the most athletically gifted. I'd say Bryce Young is more quick-twitched than he is. I'd say Stroud probably has a better arm um and he doesn't have the lingering cloud over his head of being five nine and a half or whatever Bryce Young actually is and being able to throw over the middle of the field I saw that the pro football Focus's draft guide or put out the the heat maps I think mm-hmm. it was pro football focus but it's like Bryce Young beyond 
10 yards over the middle of the field, there's there's no volume of throwing the ball. And that's an area for projecting to the next level. You're going to get a lot of mismatches with linebackers and safeties in the middle of the field. And I don't know that Bryce has the home run arm strength. You know, he has the anticipation and the accuracy, so he'll be fine. But it's like, okay, what's what's the ceiling if you're generally not going to access that area of the field? So those are just kind of my high-level thoughts on why I think C.J. Stroud should be QB1 over Bryce Young. You said something several years ago that has really helped shape my scouting perspective, and it's comparing scouting or not necessarily comparing, just claiming scouting as risk assessment and layering together all of the pieces of information that you can about a player, Mm -hmm. measuring it against historical norms, and then allowing that to dictate what's the most likely outcome. And I think the Stroud versus Young conversation for the Carolina Panthers really can be rooted in that. And they're both really likable prospects. Like Bryce Young is super dynamic. The Correct. intangibles are off the charts. The the instincts are off the charts to just make plays and make it happen. Like he makes some really incredible throws and makes some really incredible plays. There's so much to love there. But he's 5'10". He weighed 204. And I think we all know that that was your playing weight's not 204. His playing, yeah, that's a good way to put it. His playing weight is not anywhere near 204. He, we spent a lot like of time the, around uh, him. He's the uh, the bass. You hear about these fishermen in Ohio that are like on trial for stuffing lead weights in in the bass. Yeah, I've seen, the I've bass seen these stories surface. Yes, yeah, I, I I've seen it come across my Yahoo probably 20 times. I can't believe how often this there's news updates. On you probably clicked on it. You I clicked, on, clicked, on, I clicked it. on the first one. Yeah. yeah and and now, I, now it knows. Now it clicked knows. On, never clicked on it ever again, but yeah, it's still <laughs> trying to, you know, they're, they're throwing the lead weights in him just to get the weight up to win the tournament. But that's not that fish's size, right? That's why he got arrested for it. Now, nobody's getting arrested for putting a bunch of water weight on Bryce Young to get him weigh in at 204 at the combine. Right. But that's not his playing weight. And so you you take that and you consider just how many dynamic off-script plays he made at Alabama. You're reminded that he held on to the football for over three seconds on average time to throw. And I got a little bit of a recipe here that makes me concerned, Kyle. It just concerns me. And when I think about that risk assessment, there's more commonality in the skill set overall of a C.J. Stroud than there is in a Bryce Young. And and so that's what pushes me towards C.J. Stroud in in a decision that we've talked about. Carolina has to get it right. They got to yeah. get it right. Yeah. And so, so maybe, give yourself the most likely path to get it right. It's and it's not even the bet on traits discussion either because if you're no. going to do the bet on traits thing, you'd be talking about Anthony Richardson, right? But but you you like you just said it. You can't afford to miss, right? Who is going to out of all the guys? Who's the guy you look at and say the floor is high and I'm not compromising too much of the ceiling, right? It's, it's Stroud. CJ. It's Stroud. Uh, you mentioned Anthony Richardson. And this is now a theme that we're seeing in these mock drafts where Will Levis is pushing down. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll get to Will Levis, but it won't be in this segment, Kyle. Mm. But Anthony Richardson does find a home at number four to the Indianapolis Colts. For that big moment that we've talked about of Chris Ballard going in on a young quarterback, for the, the, the end of that journey to land on Anthony Richardson and his very limited – sample size of actually playing certainly physically is as dynamic as you could find i mean are you a little surprised that this is where we land well even the quote right the quote is i know the minute i draft a quarterback i'm gonna get put on the clock 
and that guy's going to have to play and he's going to have to play well, or it's my ass. Mm -hmm. Like those were his words (laughs) in regards to picking a quarterback. So for the selection to be made with perhaps the most high variance of the passers. And Richardson is probably, if we, if you put him in the last three quarterback classes, is that the most physically gifted quarterback prospect of the last three seasons? Yeah, combination of actual size, arm talent, movement skills. Yeah, just, yeah, just the physical package. Not only in the last three drafts, but one of the premier physical talents of the last 10 years, right? Yeah. That's yeah. not hyperbolic. That's just the truth. Right. So now the challenge is on you with a first-year head coach and you as a GM on the hot seat to either have enough trust from Jim Ursay to see the vision through and know that that's probably a several-year investment that you need to tinker with and build up around. Or you're going to be out and somebody else is going to be trying to build the cast around your pick at quarterback after all of this time because you waited too long to do it. I don't envy Chris Ballard's spot here because you almost have to take the quarterback, right? Oh, yeah. Like, you've got no options left now. Like, you, congrats, you got the fourth overall pick, you put it off for all this time, and you're going to get the third quarterback out of the bunch. And if it is Richardson, I would certainly hope, if I'm Chris Ballard, that Jim Irsay understands, you got to give me three years to build around this kid. Joe, you know that as well as anybody with the build that took place around your quarterback and the time that it took and how important stability was around it. Yep. They got to they gotta embrace all the same things. That's a very good blueprint for the Colts to, to follow if they do indeed draft Anthony Richardson at number four. Yeah. Uh, just kind of closing out this top 10, lots of good O-line, D-line picks. Uh, but at number 10, I want to call to your attention the Philadelphia Eagles selection of Mr. Bijan Robinson, running back from Texas. How he would never. Much, much to the demise of Eagles fans, who I'm sure are yelling at Bruce Feldman all day long. They get one of the premier talents in the draft. How he would never do it. How he would never. You know what? How he does. How he picks good players. So, I'm here for it. I don't know that it will predictably happen. I, I frankly don't care. They've staved off the need at corner that was such a popular corner spot and then they got bradbury back on like a three-year deal and figured things out with slay yeah so it's like okay like life's gonna the the sun's gonna rise in the east and set in the west again so you cross that off the list bump everything else up it's low a lot of low value positions and defensive linemen and if the run on d line happens in front of it which it sounds like some of some of it did you can't tell me there's not going to be a better player available than Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson might be the best player available at one, but that's none of my business. That's just Eagles are on the clock. Number ten overall. Howie Roseman needs to phone a friend. He calls Kyle Krabs. Kyle, I don't know what to do here, but I need to pick one of two players. It's either running back Bijan Robinson, but Kyle, I'm really thinking about safety Brian Branch. Who are we picking? It's your call. You it's got Bijan three seconds. Whoa, ho, ho. there we go. That's he's the, fun. He's he's the most talented player in the draft. I'm sorry. All right, there it is. There it is. Kyle Krabs on board with Bijan two, the Eagles at ten. Oh, by the way, so am I. So I won't uh, just leave you there. Uh, Appreciate to, that to fall on that Appreciate on that. your own. Um, one thing you guys got to do is head on over to BuiltMarchMadness.com. It's like the last day of the month here, and so it's your last opportunity to hop in there 
and vote for your favorite bar or puff. I'm voting for the brownie batter puffs all the way. Make your vote count. Head on over to BuiltMarchMadness.com. It's a fun tournament. And, in fact, there's some giveaways here. 50 lucky lockdown listeners, they're going to get a free box of Built Bars. But then someone is going to get a 12-month subscription to Built to have the best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. And, folks, if you haven't tried Built Bar, don't know what you're waiting for. These are the best-tasting protein bars on the planet. And not only are they delicious, right, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, tons of great flavors, but they're healthy, low calories, low sugar, high protein. That's a good recipe. You want that. Uh, so check them out. Head on over to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote and pick up a box while you're there. Your last day to vote here at the end of March. So hop in, get a box, and support your favorite bar or puff. I'm currently voting at Built March Madness. <laughs> okay, well, while you vote. No, 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No, you got, us, you got us out of the break, man. That was your job. You, it, you did it. It is outrageous that we are in the elite eight and we have cookies and cream versus mint brownie puffs in the elite eight cookies and cream how does how does how did those two get matched together how about peanut butter brownie versus chocolate dough chunk puffs in the elite eight how are these elite eight matchups i don't know I don't know. Highly dismayed that Churro Puff lost in the first round. Churro Puff's really good. That's one of my staples. Churro I, Puff losing, and Banana Cream Pie Puffs losing in the first round as well. Oh, I'm okay with that. Not, banana Cream it's Pie. It's nonsense. That's, that's a first round exit. I'm fine with that. Oh, they put the Mint Brownie Puff versus the Mint Brownie Bar head to head in the first round. That's I think that's how, good. You that's how we got. That's you can't how we oversaturate the mint. The mint fans out there, you know. I, I Have think you that ever was good had the lemon dipper cheesecake? Oh, have I ever? Yes. I have not. Is that one good? Because that's a puff, too. So you know that smacks. Brother, it's phenomenal. It's And they only have it, like, occasionally. So whenever I I get a text alert (laughs) that it's available, I hop in and get three boxes immediately. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's carry on. (laughs) Here's a pick that I haven't seen yet, okay? And and I like it. There's other needs for this team. Is it coconut marshmallow puff? It's not um, very much the opposite of that at number 11, where the Tennessee Titans select wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like, I haven't yet made this connection connection. in my head, but I see it here, and I I dig it. Is that a little early for wide receiver, first wide receiver? Because I think there's a drop-off. That's so... Right, but Joe, this, this roster needs trenches. Desperate. I understand Desperately. that. Desperately. What I, kind of ball, what what kind of brand of football do you want to play? Listen. That, yeah. That, that's where I'm out. Hopefully we transition a little bit, all right? So trade Derrick Henry. Yeah, I would. I would absolutely <laughs> so we do would that. both would do that. I agree with you. They need trenches, right? I'm not I'm I can't fix everything with this pick. All right. Let's just acknowledge that. Yes. But you would go with an offensive tackle here. They paid Andre Dillard. Whatever, whatever you say about it, they paid him three years, twenty nine million. million dollars per season. In NPF, your guy Nicholas Petit Friere out of Ohio State was pretty solid at right tackle. Yep, the interior was a nightmare. Right, we're not picking an interior guy here at ten. Skaronsky on the board? No, Skaronsky came off. Okay, to no, nine to the the Bears. Okay, so now you're. Like, does it is it more digestible now that you have that information? No. 
No. No? No. Is it a JSN thing? Is it a Titans thing? What is? It's a Titans thing. Mm. I would just love the signal that it would give me that they're going to adopt a new core philosophy of how they play football. I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they do. What else you got? 11 through 20. Yeah, I, I really love some of the these AFC East picks, um, the Jets and, and Patriots. Okay. Broderick Jones at 13 for the Jets is money, man. I love that pick. I mean, I don't want it to happen, but I, if I can take my fan goggles off, I do love it for the Jets. Okay. And, and I also pick? love Devin Weatherspoon, corner Illinois. Mm. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good stylistic fit. And I think he's different enough than the other corners that they have where it's still meaningful and moves the needle. All right, let's see, let's get some of these back picks in this this next the top twenty bucket is where things yeah things get the, weird. Yes, this one let's get let's not spend a lot of time here. But I thought this was weird. Steelers seventeen, Nolan Smith edge Georgia. Too many other needs. You have Highsmith and you have Watt. Are there any? quotes on that they lost Malik Reed so need that third guy I guess <laughs> are there right. any quotes in there that are insightful it's just about the, the pick or best is available it just about defender that, that's it's best I, available defender that's I, that's the argument that he makes in the, I in the will analysis. say this that is a very and I know Kevin Colbert's not the guy there anymore but that's a very Pittsburgh pick when you think of it through the lens of they got burned with Jarvis Jones and they swore off non-elite defensive players for the rest of time. For, they said we're athletically, not yeah. athletic pro from an athletic profile perspective. They said we will never take a non-elite athlete on the defensive side of the ball in the first round ever again. And every time they have swung the bat, it has been for an elite defensive <laughs> player. So I get, I get why if you were going to identify someone to pick defensively, you would point to that. What were the what corners were available? Um, what corners came off? Let me ask. Deontay that. Banks is the next corner that comes off. Miles Murphy's still on the board. Um, Who? A bunch of corners went right before him. Okay. The only other corner taken in the first round, and this is Deontay Banks. Cam Smith doesn't get drafted, so he's the other. Does, other does Ringo to get drafted? No. What a fascinating drop off that's been, hasn't it? Yeah watch the tape and we we kind of knew yeah, we knew coming out well, of summer. Yeah, no, no man he made that big pick picking the natty pick six in the natty right six two runs a four three automatic top five pick all right there's a there's a couple more picks in this i'll in get this. off my soapbox i, I want to get to them because they're really fascinating lions kalijah can at 18 like i the type of player they need just maybe not i just I mean, he's got sub thirty one inch arms, bro. And he's like two hundred and eighty pounds. Hold on. I'm gonna float around produce this thing for a minute. All right, floating around producing this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Kalaja Kansi. <laughs> You're on mock draftables, aren't you? I, I am. Have you looked at it? No. What percentile for defense for interior defensive linemen since two thousand is Kalaja Kansi for height? And I understand. I understand height. Height height is the least important number we're going to talk about here in the next ninety seconds. 
That's 10 percentile. Second percentile. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, 281 pounds. First percentile. Fourth percentile. 30.58 inch arm length. One percentile. First percentile. This is a, it's a bottom three size profile, bottom 3% size profile amongst all interior defensive linemen to pass through the NFL combine since like 2000. You talk about Someone risk assessments, the, the yeah. Bryce Young thing with the risk assessment. Cansey can ball, right? And you can point to other players and say, oh, well, and please don't say Aaron Donald, right? Oh, please. I won't. Please, please don't Aaron Donald. I went through that when people invoked his name with Jalen Twyman. Uh, you think I'm doing that? You can point to players of similar statures who have found ways to become successful and impactful and meaningful NFL players, but how many of them were drafted in the top 20? One? Aaron Donald. I'm not banking on that. I'm sorry. Right. I'm, not, I'm not banking on that. If he's on the board for the Lions in the second round, go ahead and draft him. This is a top 20 pick, man. Can't do it. Sorry, I'm done. Zay Flowers to the Bucks at 19? Wide receiver. Right. I, I know we're getting ready to move on from, well, not necessarily getting ready to move on, but Evans is slowing down. Godwin's been kind of banged up as of late. The third receiver's always kind of been a sticking spot, right? Yeah, and they, Scotty Miller's now a Falcon, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and if Scotty Miller's the guy you got to replace as the third guy on the pecking order, you you got to get a third guy, period. And Russell Gage, I guess, is who it is now. I just feel like with what they need at O-line. Yeah, what tackles were left? Mm-mm-mm. Anton Harrison on here? Yeah, he's available. I'd rather have Anton Harrison than Zay Flowers. I'd rather have Matthew Bergeron. I'd rather have Matthew Bergeron as well. Darnell Wright's still available. And Darnell Wright <clears> apparently <throat> is the best thing since sliced bread based he on is. the last two weeks he, on your Twitter timeline. Yeah, He'll he's, tell you he's, he's, he's the, the greatest offensive tackle prospect in the history of mankind. We'll squeeze one more in before the break here. Uh, the Titans at pick 20, they trade up with the Seahawks, and they draft Will Levis, quarterback, mm. Kentucky. I wouldn't mind that for them. Here's a fun here's a fun quote uh, from it doesn't say what coach, but coaching intel on Will Levis. He's a big ass quarterback who can run and he's got one of the strongest arms I've ever seen. He can throw the piss out of it. Accuracy is a little <laughs> off. I don't think he reads coverage as well that well post snap. <laughs> Correct. Trap coverages have got him more than more than a few times throughout the course and, of his time. And it throws Scandarello under the bus here in that quote as well, which is fun. Yeah, Good. Yeah. If you watch the offensive infrastructure at Kentucky from 2021 to 2022 and you didn't realize that they just were throwing you-know-what against the wall to see what would stick, I don't know what to tell you. All right, there's a bunch of fun picks for us to get into in the back 12 of Short. Feldman's mock. But first, 11. Say, 11, not 11. math, guys. You know, we'd be, we, we haven't checked our draft dudes do math quota yet, so they're glad I can help by you the end it. of the week here. The NCAA tournament, it's heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. 
Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Hey, Joe. What's up? Can we do the thing real quick? Oh, gosh. We're like 24 minutes. We're doing okay for time. All right. What's the thing? The thing is I have, since 1999, the shortest arm lengths for interior defensive linemen. I'd like to read through the list and see how long it takes to find a good interior defensive lineman. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. And it's, all you have to do is say yes or no. I'm going to read the names. All right. Let's go. Carlo Kemp. No. By the way, that was 30 and 1-8. It was the shortest arm length since 99. Colby Whitlock. No. Tenny Paypoe. Pale Poe. Tenny Pale Poe. No. Elijah no. Qualls. No. Kalijah Cansey to be determined. Oh, hi. No. Javon Swan. No. David Perry. No. Antoine Woods. Eh, nice little nose tackle, right? Nice no, I'm thinking little... of Al Woods. I'm thinking of Al Woods. No. O'Brien Goodson. No. Jared Hewitt. No. Kyrus Tonga. No. Anthony Zettel. No. Will Sutton. No. Jordan Scott. No. Is that Drake... the Oregon fr- the friggin' yes. refrigerator? Yes. He's fun, though. <laughs> Drake Nevis. No. Xavier Cooper, Washington State. I don't even no. remember that one. Great athlete. Great athlete, right? Yes. Uh, Khalil McKenzie. No. Milton Williams. We'll see. We'll see. Josiah Bronson. No. Kendra Coburn, to be determined. He's in this year's class. Timmy Jernigan. No. Deidre Sinat. Timmy Jernigan, by the way, is the most successful interior defensive lineman we have got thus far. Right. Deidre Sinat. No. Haskell Garrett. No. Sharif Floyd. No, and that was a high pick too, right? Yeah, that was a first-round pick from the, the Pats, right? No, the Vikings. Vikings, excuse me. Ryan Carruthers. No. Kerry Wynn. No. Tommy Togiai. No. Chris Neald. No. Louis Trinka-Passat. No. Have we gotten to 32 inches yet? Uh, No. This is the first 32-inch arm. Geno Atkins. All right. <laughs> and by the way, the next name is another 32 inches on the nose, and it's Jarrell Casey. Mm. Where's that Oliver in that? Doesn't he have like 30? He's got to be in that mix somehow. Well... I, know he has, I think he has sub-32-inch arms. He's waiting for it. Ed Oliver, for whatever reason, does not have a... Classified as a DL, that's why, on mock draftables. Right, but he also doesn't have an arm... Uh, EDA does have 31 and three-quarters, yeah. There you go. 31 and three-quarters, excuse Keen, me. Keenly aware of Ed Oliver's arm length. So, <laughs> just just saying for the uh, Kalijah Kansi top 20 discussion, he, he would not be for me. Number 21, the Los Angeles Chargers get some help for our friend Justin Herbert in the form of tight end Dalton Kincaid. Mm. I think he's the first tight end off the board. I did tight ends all this week for Locked On Dolphins. Why don't you plug that? Because that's been pretty cool, and I, there's probably some people that might be interested in that. Yeah, so what I did is it, it, I'm, I'm evaluating through the lens specifically of the Dolphins. So what I'll do is I'll you'll get the behind the scenes here. Ooh. I've got the spreadsheet, and it's 10 traits that are specific to the Dolphins. 
and their needs at the tight end position. And those names are Darnell Washington, Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, Michael Mayer, Tucker Craft, Brenton Strange, Luke Musgrave, Zach Kuntz, Luke Schoomaker, and Davis Allen. They're all like potential day one or day two tight ends. And it's exploring how they would fit with the Dolphins. The objective is to ask yourself two, three questions. Who are they? How would they fit within the Dolphins system? And where would the Dolphins need to be able to draft them? Dolphins have picks at 51 and 84. So kind of going through all of these tight ends and putting them through that lens because it's, in my opinion, the largest position they need for Miami. And it's been fun to grade specifically against an individual system as compared to when we've done grading in the past, Joe. Mm -hmm. We've been grading for all 32 teams. Uh, Kincaid graded as the second highest fit in my mind for Miami, but if I were grading across all 32 teams, I think he's a more universally appealing player. He's got a really good center of gravity. I think he's just enough of a get-in-the-way blocker, but they move him around enough spaces. They don't usually put him as the true inline with his hand in the dirt, but he's in bunch sets. He's in nasty splits. He's at H. He's in the slot. They'll line him up outside. He gets through contact and congestion in the middle of the field faster and more readily than any other tight end in the class. He'll get up the seam. He'll get behind second-level defenders. Uh, really good after the catch, really aggressive, really smooth and fluid. I think he's more fluid than Sam Laporta, who's the other inline tight end that I really like for his ability to kind of get out of the blocks in tight spaces uh, without having to to actually throw your weight around, which is what Darnell Washington does to get through all that traffic. Is he, He's just a freak monster that just, he's Godzilla at tight end, is Darnell Washington, so... That's kind of surface-level thoughts there. I tried to broaden it out beyond specifically what I thought for Miami. But because of the receiving prowess that Kincaid has, I didn't realize Kincaid only played one-year high school football. Yep. He went to San Diego to San, play University of San basketball. Diego for his first two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot yeah, of uh, upward mobility there. You, you, you can see the trend line for his receiving production in college, and then you realize, hey, he's only played one-year high school ball. Like, he, this is still new to him. I think all of that pieces together for Kincaid to be the guy if you want an impactful player in the passing game to be the first tight end off the board. Well, the way Feldman has the tight ends going, uh, Michael Mayer, 15 to Green Bay. And then you have uh, this pick, uh, Kincaid to L.A. And then Darnell Washington goes 26 to Dallas, which feels pretty dreamy Man, for them. that'd be awesome for them. Yeah. Um, by, by the way uh, – abnormal number of tight ends in this class with sub 10th percentile for arm length as well. Okay. It's like mayor's like 31 and a half or something like that. Laporta has short arms. So it's interesting for these traditional, like they're built like traditional in inline guys, but they don't have length. which I think kind of gives you this weird flux, if you will. Well, we've got a fifth first round quarterback. His name is Hendon Hooker. He's going 23 to the Vikings. I saw some somebody on social, and I wish I remembered who it was so I could give them credit for this. So this this is not my observation. Um, but it looked at like Quessy's last like three years worth of picks. And I think he's picked one player that was older than 21 years old. Oh, he likes the young. Well, so that wouldn't check out. There's, there's, there's no he's way. 25. There's Right. I think it's just forcing the last year of Cousins – projecting him with O'Connell and like doing that. I don't even like projecting Hendon Hooker into Kevin O'Connell's system. Well, cause you don't like projecting Hendon Hooker into any NFL system because of what he did in college. <laughs> right. 
That's neither here nor there. I I digress. (laughs) That wasn't really a Kevin O'Connell thing. Right. That's a Hendon Hooker thing. Um, How about this pick? You know if this guy's on the board, Trent Baalke is sprinting to the podium. Miles Murphy, edge rusher from Clemson. There's no chance he gets gets past the Jaguars. And they kind of have a a need for that type of player, too. What a dream. (laughs) Him and Trayvon with Josh Allen as the the chess piece. Some monsters there, man. Mm. Uh, The Bengals, Darnell Wright. Offensive tackle out of Tennessee at 28. That feels pretty perfect for them, right? I, I'm not as crazy on Darnell Wright as some of the rest of the world is, as a, we kind of teased earlier, but the value there at 28 with him being a natural right tackle is chef's kiss. With what That's, they need? Yeah. How about the Saints getting a wide receiver and Jordan Addison at 29? I love that as a complimentary player around Justin Jefferson. Or he's not Justin Jefferson, around Chris Olave the complementary skill sets that those two would have to play off each other. And then you still, I guess we have a big body guy in Mike Thomas. I don't know what to, to believe. Who knows? Mike Thomas Count on anymore. nothing, right? Right. Yeah. Hope for the best, expect the worst, and you'll be surprised with anything that you get. <laughs> right. Super Bowl champion, Kansas city chiefs, will McDonald edge from Iowa state. They brought in Charles Amenehue. They lose Dunlap in uh, Frank Clark. So it's Carl Loftus and Amenehue with like their typical backups, like Mike Dana. I think they need a slasher like this different kind of skill set to mm-hmm. unleash and mm-hmm. pack the pocket with. I, who'd, who'd Philly take to pair with Bijan? Keon White. Okay. It's an interesting pair of picks there. Uh, Bruce Feldman gives a gift for the teams not picking in the first round, so I figured I'd give you a little uh, – little, Throw me a bone uh, here? little bone here. I'm not sure if you're going to like this bone, but you're going to get Probably it. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, no, I know I'm not going to like it, but go ahead. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Miami Dolphins pick 51. Yaya Diaby, edge from Louisville. It's going to do it for us here today on the show. Kyle <laughs> Krabs, Joe Marino. Appreciate you guys checking out Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. You can find us on YouTube wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, appreciate everybody <laughs> throughout the course of the week. That's going to do it for us. We had a lot of fun this week. We feel like we're hitting our, our nice little rhythm here, getting in stride uh, with some new creative content for you guys and we hope that you guys take that ride with us so uh, make locked on nfl or locked on bills or locked on dolphins uh, your second listen of the day and uh, have a great weekend we'll talk with you all again on monday peace